Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again. The Hornets, they're on a real tear right now. They've won two in a row, five of their last seven, and are amongst, in recent years, this has got to be one of the best two to three week stretches the team has had over that span of time. A lot of fun last night in a 119 to 94 beatdown of the Houston Rockets. Hornets getting the W. We're going to break down the game. We're going to talk about LaMelo Ball's performance. He has been on fire. Matched the Hornets' rookie record for made threes in the game on his way to a double-double. We'll talk about him, his shooting, his connection with Miles Bridges, the defense, and we'll be talking about why the Hornets can't seem to get any respect around the NBA. It's ridiculous. They're playing this well, and yet they have been vastly underrated by several different sources out there. So we're going to have to break all of this down to help us do it, making his triumphant return to the Hornets Hivecast, but for the first time as a grandfather, Matt Rachinsky, Senior Director of Digital Media. Matt, congratulations on the new addition to yours and the Hornets family, and welcome back to the HHC. Thank you very much for having me again, Sam. I appreciate it as always. Still sounds weird to hear you say it when you say grandfather. I keep saying I'm not really that old, am I? I don't feel that old, but it's an amazing time right now. We're we're very happy over in the Rochinski household and very happy to see these wins keep adding up as well. So yeah, you're right. We've added a a GG to the Hornets family and we're excited to have her. And and hopefully we can just keep seeing some wins. Our first Hornets game didn't go too well. was lost a couple games ago, but we've rebounded with a couple of wins for her, so it's nice. Well, I would say she has been tremendous luck because even with the loss, the team has been playing well, but we'll get into the recent trends in a little bit. Let's talk about this one specifically. 
119 to 94 the final score. Hornets for the second consecutive game had a consistent level scoring average across the board, but once again a spectacular performance from their rookie phenom LaMelo Ball. Washington to Ball, right side, catch and shoot three is good. LaMelo Ball. Seven threes, a Hornets rookie record tying triple. And a timeout will be taken here by the Houston Rockets. Ball with 24 points, and it does indeed tie the Hornets' rookie record. LaMelo, just spectacular. And honestly, he didn't even shoot the ball overall that great because one of the great attributes about LaMelo is his ability to finish at the rim. And he was 0 for 6 inside the arc, but he certainly had it going beyond a career high and then some. His previous best four from beyond the arc, he obliterates that. Goes for seven threes, 24 points. Plus, it was a double-double because he had 10 assists. Matt, your takeaways from the performance of the phenom LaMelo Ball. I mean, everything you just said, when you when you hear what you're saying right there, you know, 24 points, 7 of 12 from long range to go with 10 assists and 7 rebounds, to know that he was just the third rookie in NBA history with 7 plus threes and 10 plus assists, joining a list that includes Steph Curry and Jason Kidd. Like, this guy just keeps adding to what is going to be his legacy as a Charlotte Hornet. I, I love to hear it. And I got to ask you, for you, what, how fun is it to call these games for you when you've got a guy like this who's just tearing things up and, and all over the court and in this zone? How much fun is it for you, Sam? I love listening to you. I've always wanted to know how fun that is. I don't have anything to compare it to, but I'm fairly certain once I have something to compare it to, it will be beyond compare because this rookie <laughs> is just phenomenal his vision his creativity his spontaneity and his overall ability to knock down shots to make plays to just create something out of nothing listening to the media talk to him after the game and they're asking him about passes that they're even saying this pass should not work it should be deflected by someone how are you making this happen and it's just mellow being mellow he is an exceptional talent and it's something special that you don't often see i'm not trying to say that he is LeBron or Magic or Michael, you know, people that are obviously identifiable by one name as LaMelo probably already is and certainly will be over the course of his career. But he has that it factor and that part of his game that separates him from normal great NBA players. I don't think you could have been any more right when you said, you know, for him, this is a guy who, for him, he's just kind of coming out and, and making this sort of impact, but it seems almost effortless the way he's doing it, too. And he's it welcomed it so much. He's welcomed this transition. He's welcomed the move into the starting lineup, obviously due to injury, but he's really taken each step along the way and really handled it almost like a pro. I keep forgetting that this kid's only 19 years old. And to see what he's able to do and how consistent he is starting to put together his game, as we see, and I know we're going to look down the road in the next segment about LaMelo and just what he's been able to do over the course of the last few games as he stepped into this starting lineup. It's so fun to watch. And and you said it yourself, and I liked your honesty of once you have something to compare it to, you'll let me know what it is, because that's the same kind of conversation I think all of us are having right now. When you watch this game and when you watch the Hornets play, Everyone is under the impression that we're watching something special happening right before our eyes right now. 
and it's been so fun to watch as it's matriculated throughout the course of the season, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to take us. We'll talk more about LaMelo in a little bit. I wanted to talk about the overall team, though, because this was a great team win over the Houston Rockets, who were certainly shorthanded, but still, even without their full complement of players, not having John Wall definitely hurts, not having Christian Wood definitely hurts. But you replace them with, well, you at least replace Wood with a four-time All-Star and DeMarcus Cousins, and Victor Oladipo is a multiple-time All-Star as well. So the Rockets were far from a scrub team out there. That's a very talented roster that went out and got whooped by the Hornets. And one of the calling cards for this team, their defense, and in particular, their second-half defense, 34 points allowed in the second half, seven, seven points allowed in the fourth quarter. Bad NBA teams make seven shots in a quarter. This team had seven points, and it's a good team, the Houston Rockets. That's a 500 club. That was a textbook defensive quarter from the Hornets last night. Yeah, it was one of those where you're sitting there and you're watching it, and I start watching this and scores adding up, and I'm like, when was the last time that Houston scored? And you look and you see that they had one point in the first seven and a half minutes, seven minutes and 41 seconds of the fourth quarter. Like, that is crazy to think that we held them to 10% shooting from the field and 16% shooting from beyond the arc. You could just tell that this team now knows what winning time is. This team knows when it has to buckle down. And what led it there was, in essence, the only person who slowed down LaMelo early on was itself by getting into fall trouble. But once that happened late in the third quarter there, that's when things kind of turned. That's when the defense really started to kind of buckle down. And you saw also Malik Monk step up and Miles Bridges step up off the bench. The two of those guys combined for 17 straight points over the course of the the third quarter into the fourth as this team kind of made that turn and started to pull away. So it was great to see that we're getting these contributions. Like you said, defensively, everyone is contributing, but you're getting contributions from all over the court on a game-by-game basis on who's going to be that guy who's stepping up. And we saw the bench continue to do it again tonight. They most certainly did. Miles Bridges, back-to-back double-doubles for him, 19 points and 10 rebounds. And his connection with LaMelo Ball, it is unique and got the nickname. It's starting to trend, Airbnb. Airbnb looking great right now, man. Airbnb looking great right now. I love it. Pushing it along. We're doing what we can. We're trying to make it happen. We're going to have to see what we can do here because you're right. These two guys, I mean, it's a, it was a great call with that. Because they're above the rim, and they're definitely exciting. You never know what you're going to get each time you visit, I guess, right? That's right. You want to make your reservations early. Although I heard, I saw a clip LaMelo talking on the TV post game with Ashley Shamity saying he wasn't in love with Airbnb. And she asked him, like, would you have a suggestion? And he said he didn't think it was a very good one, but he said MB times two. Because there's Mellow Ball and Miles Bridges, and there's two of them. But he even said he didn't like it that much. Airbnb sounds good to me. It seems to resonate with the fan base as well. It's got a great ring to it, man. I tell you what. But, you know, I guess Someone should name a company after that. Yeah, right. It should be something that sounds familiar. <laughs> so, but, I, I mean, I think MB squared, you know, we could work with it, see what we could find out. But, but you're right. I'm sticking with Airbnb for right now. I think it's rolling pretty well for us. Certainly so long as the win streak continues. Hornets victorious 119-94. to We're going to continue to break down last night's game, talk about the trajectory that the Hornets are on as we continue here on the Hornets Hivecast. But while we do that, I want to remind you fans that season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season are available. You can guarantee your price right now. For more information, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. 
Matt Rachinsky, Senior Director of Digital Media with the Hornets, with us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. And uh, we went to break there, a very short break, albeit, but went to break talking about season tickets. And I was saying at the end of the broadcast, Matt, last night, that it's my biggest regret about this season is that we're unable to share it with the fans because we know the Hive would be alive, Spectrum Center would be packed, people would just want to be a part of this extra special team and this special rookie season for LaMelo Ball. And I got to believe that season tickets are getting an awful lot easier to sell right now, and there might not be too many left if you wait too long to uh, get yourself in the queue. Yeah, it's a tremendous situation for us to be in at this point in time. You're right. It's sad. We want fans to be here. We want to be celebrating with you guys. We want to be watching these games with them. But currently we can't do that. But you're right. Things are setting up for next season already. Tickets are on sale. You can make sure you talk to the season ticket reps. Give us a call over here. Somebody will definitely want to talk to you about it. That's for sure. Because you're right. The excitement that this kid is bringing to this squad and what it's done for this team, too. It's not just the LaMelo. It's, the effect has been across the board. You've seen it in Miles. You've seen it in Devontae. You've seen it in Terry. All these guys are having fun playing basketball right now. And you're right. It seems almost selfish sometimes that we get a chance to see it because we have to be at the games to cover some of these things and just sitting there knowing that we want our fans to be there celebrating this with us, especially all of our Swarm 365 members. Well, if you want to get in line, you can call 704-HORNETS or you can visit hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. One piece of the development of LaMelo's game is his shooting. He's been a creative passer from day one. There's been no doubt about that, but he has really seen his scoring go up a notch. And at first it was him driving to the basket. But in recent games, he's added another level of confidence in his three-point shot. He's averaging 23.4 points per game over his last five games. And in that span, shooting better than 50% from three. This is a guy who came into his professional career, his NBA professional career, with the one kind of negative on him or the doubts about him surrounding his shot. James Borrego, head coach of the Hornets, acknowledged that after the game, had this to say about his early assessment of Mello from deep. There was concern on my part, you know, obviously watching him, not knowing the kid, not being around him to evaluate. But when we went to L.A. to interview him and, and watch him, there was just a confidence about him in his shot. And I think, you know, as I sat there with Mitch, looked over at him and said, he's going to be fine. You know, the kid loses confidence. He believes it's going in. That's at least half the battle in this thing. And he's going to continue that. He's fearless. He believes it's going in. He's going to continue to shoot it. And I think I said that after we drafted him, that was one of my, you know, questions. Everybody was concerned about his shot. And in the end, he has great confidence in it. And he's going to keep getting reps and, you know, better shots as he goes. So, it's a great weapon to have, though, and it sets up a lot of his game. You know, he can get to the rim. I know he missed a lot of bunnies tonight. You know, he got to the rim. Most of those he finishes, but really proud of his effort tonight. Matt, it's funny to hear people doubt the confidence, not that JB was, but like he's saying, you know, confidence is kind of key. And for an NBA player, I mean, you have to assume you're going to take more reps in practice on your three-point shot as a professional NBA player than you ever would have per- prior in your life. So the belief is, you know, with that repetition, with that practice, you'll improve on it just naturally. But the confidence portion is very true. And he's always had that because I covered him when he was a 14-year-old freshman and he felt he was in range the time he got in the seating bowl. 
I mean, he didn't even have to be on the court. He would chuck it up from the second deck, I think. LaMelo and confidence go hand in hand, and we're seeing it out there on the floor. You know, whatever people want to say about the shooting form or the release point or how far he gets off the ground, forget about it. The kid's shot works for him, and it's working for the Hornets. It's not very often you can say that there's a guy right now, you mentioned those last five games, who's shooting better from long range, over almost 55% than he is from the field. And he's shooting 48% from the field. So it's not like he's shooting bad from the field. It's, it's just crazy the fact that he just has no second guessing right now in his game when he's ready to go up and, and he's scoring like this. I thought the best and most telling thing from the game last night was you know, as the game started in the second half, He's got four three-pointers in the first half. It already matched his career high, and he steps up, and it took about three seconds in that possession. Now, in the first possession of the third quarter, as he got the ball from Terry just to throw one up two feet probably outside the arc and just knocked it down, and that's that kind of confidence you're seeing. And he says, why should I change? I'm not the kind of guy that needs to change. If this is who I am and this is the kind of shot that I'm going to have and I have confidence in it, and there's no reason for me to change it if we're getting the kind of results we're getting. People tend to freak out in the NBA a little bit. We all know that when somebody has a shot that looks a little bit different than most and they want to do things to change it, to try and get things to be more consistent for the most part. But one thing we've seen with him so far is he's starting to establish that consistency in his shooting over the course of the last five games. Well, one thing I'm going to be interested to talk to the coaches about at some point is, is his release point correct in their minds because you know I've covered a lot of sports so like you know baseball there's a traditional windup or a traditional stretch position you're supposed to come from but I've heard a lot of pitching coaches look at a player who maybe comes at it from a different angle or a submariner or whatnot and says you know what it doesn't look right until he releases the ball and it doesn't look right after he releases the ball but when he's at the release point He's exactly where I need him to be, so I'm not going to mess with it. Same thing for football quarterbacks. You know, sometimes, you know, Phillip Rivers always looked like he was throwing the ball from his elbow. He just had this weird delivery. But coaches would look at it and say, you know what? The ball's out on time. It's going in the right direction. It might not look good before or after, but it looks good when he lets go of it. And I would imagine, or I'd be at least curious to see what a shooting coach says about LaMelo in that vein. You know, is he... Getting you know enough height off the ground, probably not compared to other traditional jump shooters. Does it look a little strange? Yeah, it does. But are the mechanics, when he lets go of the basketball, where they need to be? That's the question I'd be curious about. Yeah, from point A to point B, everything's fine. Then I'd say don't mess with it at all, as long as there's no problem getting it off. I think that's the biggest concern when you see different shots in the NBA is whether or not a guy can get it off against NBA defenders, get it off in time, if the release point's a little lower, whatever it might be. And we've seen that LaMelo seems to have no issue with that right now as he's started off his NBA career. So I would say if it isn't broke, don't fix it at this point in time. As long as the guy's consistently hitting 50% from long range, that's not to me a shot that needs to be fixed at this point. It seems like he's got things kind of figured out and and everybody else around him is is pretty comfortable with it. And if, if our folks are comfortable with it, if Mitch and JB are the guys that are saying, hey, you know what, this guy is going to be fine, as Coach said, then I'm going to take his word for it because thus far he's been 100% accurate and there's no reason to question that. Well, maybe at least 50% accurate, 100%. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Uh, Yeah, you know, reevaluate if you need to reevaluate in like March. Let's look back then, right now. Right, right. 
it's rolling. Hornets with the big win over the Houston Rockets, 119-94. to And uh, NBA 2K is going to have to adjust Melo's shooting rating because he's above 50% for his last five games. And 2K obviously has had a great partnership with the NBA for a long time, and that continues with the Hornets as well here in 2021, right, Matt? Yes, it does, and we're going to keep rolling here as we go through this month, uh, throughout the month of February and into March. We've gathered up some more 2K games we're going to be giving out via our Hornets app, Game Day Hub Experience. You can make sure you guys sign up, and we'll be giving those out because they do a tremendous job every year in the stands. When people are there, we're giving out certain games. There's multiple copies of the games that are being given away, and we haven't had the chance to do that to our fans so far this year because obviously, as we mentioned, we know the fans aren't here, so we want to bring them to you. So make sure you download the Hornets app, get into the Game Day Hub. They'll be in there, of course, of the next upcoming few games, and see if you can bring yourself a copy home. We had some fun stuff going on last night as well. Go ahead and download the Hornets app on your mobile device for access to all new features and exclusive content and your chance to win yourself a 2K game, courtesy of the Hornets and NBA 2K. You don't want to miss as well. Out on the new game day experiences every game this season, giving you information and digital activations available only through the Hornets app. Hornets up five. Ball, lob, bridges with the hammer down. Oh, my goodness. Airbnb in full effect. Miles Bridges has 14. LaMelo with eight assists. Hornets lead by seven. Sam Farber, Matt Rachinsky, the Senior Director of Digital Media for the Hornets, here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets big win last night, 119-94. to And for our third and final segment, Matt, I want to talk about how the Hornets seem to be getting no respect across the sports landscape right now. <laughs> They've won two in a row, five of seven, most of it against elite competition. The, the one outlier there is Washington, who's just had a, a rough go of it this season. But I would even count Houston in that upper half of the NBA because going into last night's game, they had a 500 record. And even shorthanded, they've got a couple of all-stars on that roster. That's still a pretty good team that the Hornets handled handily. But all that said, the last two games, both of which were by 20-plus points, you know, I, I always like to take a look and see, you know, what's going on, what people are saying about a game. And for this last one in particular, the guys on the pregame show on WFNZ mentioned, uh, you know, usually they do it right before they send it to me, what the line is on the game, what, you know, who's supposed to win, according to the experts down in the desert in Las Vegas. And in the, each of the last two games, the Hornets have been home dogs to Washington and to a shorthanded Houston team. I can't wrap my head around it. I'm having a hard time, too. I'll be honest with you, Sam. When we started talking about this, it's a little difficult to kind of comprehend. But I think as you look in you know, most of these things in the NBA right now, I think, I think that you're also battling against history. This is a team that's on the come up. We are definitely a team that is, you know, was playing well at the end of last season, starting to rise, and has had a tremendous start to this season. So, but I still think you've still got a lot of those non-believers who just think that, Maybe we aren't for real yet. Or if you look at the way things have kind of broken down over the course of, you know, this season, that this team is has been grouped. It, it hasn't been able to kind of go one win, one loss. We've seen those groupings of groups of losses starting at the very beginning of the season. I mean, since the beginning of the season, we've lost two games, won two, lost three, won four, lost four. Like that kind of pattern continues. So if you're asking where we were at, two games ago, riding a two-game losing streak, 
looking at what we were looking at as we were looking to wrap up our homestand. I'm not saying I give them an excuse for saying that we were the dogs. But at that point in time, when you're looking at that, maybe that's what people are thinking. I have no idea. All I know is that this team right now is going to compete and battle against absolutely anyone out there on the court. And there's not a game that I go into right now thinking, oh, this isn't going to be a game that we have a shot to win. I am 100% confident in this team, the way it's been playing, and I know you are as well. Well, I would, I would even push back on it uh, on you a little bit there because the two losses were to Philadelphia, who is a terrible matchup for the Hornets You know, most of the time over the last half handful of years. Plus, the Hornets were without P.J. Washington in that one, so playing Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard down your backup center or your starting power forward is not the way you really want to go into that one. And the other loss was to Utah, who is arguably the best team in the NBA right now. Arguably. I don't think they are, but they're certainly in the top five. So it's not as if the Hornets were, you know, losing to, you know, Sisters of the Poor or something. They lost out the two top teams in the respective conferences then go into home games and played pretty well in those losses, I might add. Then go into home games with Washington, who has been awful all year, and Houston, who is playing without John Wall and Christian Wood and several other players. I don't understand it. And beyond that, even just from the game to game, there's been the power rankings that have been put out. ESPN put out their power rankings before the Houston game, admittedly, before the Houston game. But they had the Hornets 22nd down from 18th the previous week. It's not so not even so much the 22nd which I think is vastly underrated. But how did they fall back after beating <laughs> Indiana, Milwaukee, Miami and playing Philadelphia and Utah relatively well? No, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. And I think that's just people that are standing watching. You know, when you look at us and you see that we might be in 6th and then Three days later, we're down in 10th or 11th because of how much things are grouped right now. Outside of, you know, Philly at one and Milwaukee at two right now, between three and and all the way down to Washington at six and 15, you've got all of those teams grouped where one or two losses is going to change where you're ranked and where you kind of end up. And, And I think it changed perceptions of people real quick. Right now, they're hearing about the Hornets. They're hearing about us because of this rookie that we have and the way we're playing and the high energy we're bringing and, and the players that are going out there and giving everything that they're all. And we're starting to make some noise, but I still think we're fighting against history. I still think there's a lot of people that look at it and go, oh, this is still the Hornets. Are they really there yet? Is this really a team that's ready to kind of break through a little bit? And I think that we are. I can see that history riding against you, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like some more people in the Queen City need to get mad about these power rankings. And, no, I, I mean, Rob, Rob has heard me on my soapbox for two weeks now. Pretty much since he's been employed, he's heard me complain about the rankings. So you know where I'm coming from on this. Yeah, you look at those rankings and you see teams like Atlanta, who we've beaten twice. How are they ranked higher than teams like New York? How are they ranked higher? These are teams that we have beaten and we've played well against other teams that are at the top of these lists. We've beaten the Bucks. I mean, this is obviously a situation right now. We need to let more fans know how well we're playing. We need Maybe we need to get our jobs better, do our jobs better a little bit here, Sam. Let's like keep trumpeting it as much as we possibly can because this team is playing at a whole different level right now.
There was another set of rankings put out, similar time frame as ESPN's, and those are NBA.com's. Those have the Hornets at 17th. Now, I think there's room to push the Hornets up even higher than that because one column I like to focus in on, alongside wins and losses, which ultimately are the only column that counts, but the point differential. I think that's a very good barometer of how a team is playing. Right now, the Hornets have, in terms of point differential on the season, the eighth best, and overall for the NBA, they are, I think, 14th. Now, I would give a little deference to the Western Conference because it's proven over the course of the season to be the stronger one based off their win-loss record against the East. So, you know, maybe you give an extra point or point and a half or whatnot to Western Conference teams overall to give them an extra boost, and maybe that puts the Hornets more in the 17 range. But here's the teams that are, in terms of the ESPN rankings, ahead of the Hornets then the NBA.com rankings are behind him. And I'm just going to get a neutral observer, obviously. Matt Rachinsky, Senior Director of Digital Media for the Hornets, is neutral. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, is this team, at this point in time, because that's what power rankings are, they're a snapshot of right now, are these teams better than the Hornets? You ready? Yep. Dallas Mavericks. That one is tough, but I will say no. I think that we're about right on the same kind of on par with the Mavericks right now, for sure. I would agree with that, and I think you know you could give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and say you know yeah. Luka Doncic. Perhaps they would end up certainly in a lot of people's estimations in the playoffs. So, but right now they're not playing very well. How about right. the New Orleans Pelicans? I, no, I would say right now we're playing better than them and have beaten them. So I think, yes, I'd say we're definitely playing better than they are right now. No doubt. Next team was ahead of the Hornets in the standings when the rankings were published, but is now behind after the Hornets win over Houston by 25 points, largest win of the season, I might add, the Atlanta Hawks. Let's see, how do we say this the best way? That was a good move that the NBA made there on these power rankings to move them down. Because you're right, when I looked at it earlier, too, I think it was yesterday, they were already above us, and I couldn't fathom how that was happening knowing that we had won two games against them this year and then played very well. And the way we're playing right now, I wouldn't think anybody would say that the Hawks are playing better than the Hornets. New York Knicks. They're playing good right now. They're playing better as a team. They're starting to pick it up, but I don't think, no. Again, it's another team that we've beaten along the way. And to me, that's head-to-head matchups and how the team is playing right now. If You're right. We're not playing badly. We're playing some of our best basketball of the season, and that's a team that we've beaten. So, yes, I'd say we'd definitely be above them. Save the hardest one for last, Toronto slash Tampa Bay Raptors. I remember when we played them, right, and and they had had two wins total, and when they beat us, the two games, so that gave them their four, and they are, I think, if there's a team that deserves to be up there around us, ahead of us, if you're going to kind of move a team up, I would start moving that team up because – They're starting to figure things out after an incredibly slow start. And if they do figure things out and can play as good as that team can play defensively, I think that they're they're a tough out for sure. I agree with you there. I think Toronto is a team that people are focusing too much on the record or specifically their record through 15 games and not off what they've done lately because in terms of, again, the plus minus, they are a top five team right now for the Eastern Conference over the course of the entire season to this point. So that would put them... Uh, you know, on par with a team like Boston and ahead of a team like Indiana. So, uh, yeah, I think Toronto, you know, things are going to start to even out here. But for the Hornets, they're a positive team in the plus-minus as well. So uh, I think Charlotte, they deserve more respect. Uh, Coming up next, Hornets have Memphis, and we'll be 
setting you up for that one with the podcast tomorrow. Ashley Shamady from Fox Sports Southeast will come back and join us here on the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk about this with her, I'm sure, uh, but we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe people, maybe the wise guys will wise up on the Hornets. <laughs> I sure hope so. I hope next time we're talking, we're talking about, hey, we finally got that respect and we don't have to go Rodney Dangerfield anymore. I hope not, because it gives me a lot to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Matt Richinski, Senior Director of Digital Media with the Hornets and a new and proud grandfather. Thank you so much for joining us and helping us break down this big win over the Rockets. We, a chock-full hivecast. There's much more we wanted to talk about, but Hey, we want to let all of you get to work or get to your kids or get to whatever you were supposed to be doing. We're glad you joined us here on the Hornet Hivecast today. Matt, thanks to you as well for joining us. Thanks, Sam. You know I'd talk you off at any point in time. We love doing this. And thanks again to all of you as well. A reminder, we will have another edition of the Hornets Hivecast tomorrow. Get you ready for the contest against the Memphis Grizzlies. Till next time. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here on the HHC. And in the words of LaMelo Ball, Thank y'all. Have a good day. Wear your mask.